I am Chris Michaels. This is Last Call, and you are on the Last Call Caravan, so buckle up for brilliance, bitch. <laughs> so, I had intents on talking about something, uh, but I got sidetracked and went down a rabbit hole, and, uh, well, hopefully I'll get to both things. First thing is the fact that we are on the precipice of massive internet censorship. We've all seen, oh, goodness gracious, Miss Hogan has decided to come out of Facebook as a whistleblower. Oh, my good, what a brave, brave soul, because she says that evil things are going on at Facebook, and, oh, good heavens, we need to protect the children. So we need more laws out there. Okay, so this is all, all, every last syllable this, that this person has coming out of her mouth is bullshit. And I'll tell you why. She's a plant, okay? She is all about censorship. She is a huge... Big-time Democrat. She's donated, I think, 36-some-odd times to various Democrat Party candidates for various offices. And also, uh, including AOC, so we know which side of the aisle she stands on with all that. And, oddly enough, oddly enough, she is being represented... By, oh my goodness gracious, being represented by very, very interesting, uh, well, law firms, NPR firms. She, according to humanevents.com, so-called whistleblower Hogan is testifying before the U.S. Senate. By the way, she's also engaging on a European whirlwind tour, uh, talking about the same things. Uh, calling on Congress to take action on what information Americans are allowed to share on social media. Human events can exclusively reveal from a verified individual with direct knowledge that she's also planning a European tour, uh, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And finally, the important part here is that she is being represented by Jen Psaki's PR firm. Now, where have we heard Jen Psaki from? Oh, that's right. She is the press secretary for the Biden-Harris-Obama-Michelle-Obama administration. Gosh, what a small world we live in. And also, she's being represented by Eric Chiaramella's legal team. Now, where does that name come from? Eric Chiaramella was the whistleblower, the supposed hero on the left, that started to leak everything about the supposed Russia gate. He was working for various agencies within the government, intelligence agencies, uh, has a lot of contact with all of the famous Russia gate individuals. He was fired from the NSA. He worked with James Clapper. He worked and traveled with Joe Biden, oddly enough, served in the Obama administration, worked with John Brennan, and is, oddly enough, a hardcore Democrat. So this woman to come out there and act like a hero is just utter mind-boggling stupidity. So the real effort behind her agenda is to censor the internet, and she's playing the victim. And Facebook more than likely allowed her to do that. So one little 
snippet. She was part of the civic integrity team at Facebook, which means, which means she's part of the team that decided to ban any discussion about Hunter Biden's laptop, which talks about all of the pedophilia, the human trafficking, the child trafficking, the drug use, uh, the prostitutes, the dirty dealings, the pay to play, on and on and on we go. And oh, goodness. How could somebody of such integrity, what a brave individual, no, 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 this is a plant, they intend to put massive, massive clampdowns on the internet, and you see this kind of behavior increasing. Not only do we have this, this Facebook fraud coming out, but we have the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, engaging federal resources, in other words, the FBI, when it comes to looking into parents that go to Board of Ed meetings and demanding certain things, like a reduction in the mask mandates, and also why are my kids being forced to wear a mask, or in some instances, get vaccinated to attend school. So those parents that are going to these meetings and holding these individuals accountable are now going to be on essentially a federal watch list and the FBI is going to go after them. Doesn't the FBI have something more important to deal with than angry parents? Well, not when the agenda comes in the way. Also disturbing is that the federal government, the Biden administration, the Harris administration, the Barack Obama 2.0 administration is now using something that is so incredibly disturbing that you have to be very, very careful about what you do on your search engines. And this comes from Yahoo. The U.S. government is reportedly secretly issuing warrants for Google to provide user data on anyone typing in certain search terms. So if you search, oh, I don't know, uh, fisting or maybe squirting um, and you are uh, in a certain area that the government is looking for somebody you could be swept up in a dragnet because you looked up a phone number specifically they mentioned if you look up phone numbers or addresses so that means your searches are now going to be put on federal uh, federal databases. So anything that you search is going to be logged like it already is. Uh, but now it's it's completely fair game to issue warrants to say, let's say uh, anybody within a certain zip code searching for a phone number, um, Google has to turn over that data, the IP addresses and everything else. That's incredibly disturbing. So now there's going to be a censorship, a self-censorship on Google searches. So this is the kind of world that we're moving into. And don't tell me that this kind of thing isn't planned because a lot of things are planned. And usually what happens is the government or some sort of interest group comes up with something that they want to study, they want to look at. So they create scenarios with think tanks and certain people show up and they all perform certain roles. Basically, it's a role play. This is an emergency of some type. 
and we need to study what possible outcomes could be. So if you've noticed recently, you've had morons like Dr. Fauci and the whoever is playing Joseph Biden right now, whatever uh, whatever person has the mask on, they keep referencing a term called dark winter. And if we look up dark winter at the John Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense, they in fact performed a study called dark winter the bioterrorism exercise held at andrews air force base in june of 2022 to 2023 uh, 2000 <laughs> june 22nd to 23rd in 2001 now i want you to notice the date june 22nd to 23rd of 2001 that is before september 11th 2001 basically what they have here to sum it up is a smallpox epidemic within the United States that breaks out in three locations. Location one is Oklahoma City, then you have Atlanta, and then uh, quickly skimming, trying to find it, trying to find it, I can't find it. All right, so um, the third location, a third city um, that they are trying to maintain. And what's interesting about this document is the striking similarities that we are experiencing today. But they also reference invading Iraq, and they also reference the Taliban gaining hold of either nuclear material or biological material. So it's it's just striking, striking that on in June of 2001 they're already talking about and continue and uh, conducting exercises that talk about invasion of Iraq and invading Afghanistan. What prescient beings we have in the government. It's like it was already planned. Oh, boy. Uh, but they, like I said, it's a smallpox outbreak. And unfortunately, there are a lot of pictures of people suffering from smallpox, which I quickly move over because I'm queasy. Um, but they're talking about how do you handle this? They, they have one slide. Features of the disease. No symptoms at time of exposure. Hmm, where have we heard that? 9 to 17 days later, we've got symptoms called fe and they're fever, malaise, rash. Obviously, this is smallpox. They also mention at least 30% of the people who got the disease would die. And survivors have scars for life. And how contagious is smallpox? Well, don't you know that it spreads by droplets breathed or coughed into air and it requires close contact and that close contact is within six feet. Whoa! Talk about social distancing. And what can you do to prevent it? It's isolation and vaccination. Long distance spread usually occurs with cough. So here is the interesting part about this whole thing. It's 44 pages. I'm not going to go into into all of it. They talk about panic buying. They talk about what people will do and how they continue to um, basically allow certain groups, certain sectors of the population to continue to function. Now, um, and they talk about international travel, borders closed to U.S. trade and travelers. Many countries have closed their borders. And this is in the scenario, right? They, everybody's role-playing here, so they have a whole script 
of what type of scenarios are before them and how and then they play out how this how they would handle these situations. Many countries have closed their borders to persons traveling from the US unless they can show proof of recent smallpox vaccination. Mmm, shortages of milk, bread, other staples. And then we get to one part of it, and it is the memo delivered to the attorney general. So this is for the person that's playing the role of the attorney general. They have a section called Civil Liberties, and they reference the U.S. Code, and it's the federal quarantine law. Judicial decisions indicate that forcible inoculation or quarantine of infected patients may be constitutional. Secretary of Health and Human Services has the authority to issue regulations that authorize federal agencies to respond to the spread across state lines, including quarantining patients, forcible blood draws and forcible inoculations, disposal of bodies in ways contrary to personal beliefs, and related restrictions on liberty. A person who has a communicable disease in the communicable period shall not travel from one state or possession to another without permit from the health officer of the state. Oh, so we're talking about vaccine passports. They're referencing vaccine passports in 2001. Next section, quelling civil disturbances. The president may use the military to quell civil disturbances in a state upon the governor's request. Rebellions that make it difficult to enforce federal law. And three, any insurrection that impedes the state's ability to protect citizens' constitutional rights and the state is unable to unwilling uh, is unable to unwilling to protect these rights. Um, so basically what they were trying to do under this COVID nonsense is to create the conditions for martial law under the Insurrection Act from January 6th, when the rabble rally, uh, went in there and walked through the Capitol building. So the Democrats and the never Trump Republicans were trying to basically create a situation that allows martial law to take effect. And they also make mention under specifically a topic heading martial law, options for martial law include, but are not limited to, prohibition of free assembly, national travel ban, quarantine, suspension of the writ of habeas corpus, which means they can arrest you for any reason, and or military trials in the event that the court system becomes dysfunctional. Interesting to know. Wouldn't you agree? So this is another thing. They also reference um, what they have to do with other countries, and they suggest collaborating with the EU and the UN on international vaccination documentation for the purposes of continued trade and travel. Oh boy. Disease containment options include establishing national travel policies, legislation to prohibit dangerous information. Ooh, ooh. So if I do a certain Google search, will I come up in a federal warrant? Um, Encourage voluntary home isolation. 
Uh, what else? Penalties for promulgating dangerous information. You mean possibly truthful information? Establish federal travel restrictions. Cancel all public gatherings. Oh, God. Now, the problem with all of this stuff is that the the people that wrote this exercise, Dark Winter, they are woke. So immediately, immediately, their thoughts go to poor people and people of color are going to be the victims of uh, basically uh, not being able to obtain a smallpox, smallpox vaccination and also other people beating them up for various reasons um, and not isolating and other things like that. They didn't anticipate that there is quite the opposite going on where if you are a person that can read and potentially voted a certain direction during the last election, then uh, you um, play the role of minorities in the dark winter exercise where they uh, are, you know, basically you guys are beaten up and everything else. So the point of all of this is we are well into the dark winter exercise. Now, the only real difference that we see is that the dark winter exercise uh, is supposed to take place. The scenario takes place over the course of three years because that's how long they anticipated coming up with an effective vaccine and distributing it to the public would take. So Trump threw a monkey wrench into all of that and basically got the vaccines out within a year. Now, we can debate the um, efficacy and efficacy of those vaccines. Uh, but the point is, is that the timeline got screwed up with Trump. So basically, he forced their hand and made the elites react a lot more quickly and sooner than they had wanted to or anticipated. So what we're looking at here and why this is important is because the the parts of that dark winter that have not been enacted yet have to do with online censorship and information control, which we are on the precipice of getting it, especially when we saw Facebook and uh, what was it? Facebook, Instagram, and other places this week essentially go down for no real reason so that's gonna be it that's the last call podcast with chris michaels we need to start combating this we need to start calling attention to these efforts to censor free speech and the interwebs so whatever you can do write your legislators write your politicians tell them what you really think throw a few curse words in there maybe even drop a c-bomb call somebody a cunt it doesn't matter just as long as they get the message until tomorrow stay true to yourselves this is the lovable fuzzball chris michaels and you have been on the last call caravan